It's time for... That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free Joe, on a regular basis, I try to offer people advice or tell people what's going on in my life or what I do in certain situations to teach them about things that they might not know. What's the best thing you've learned about Josh Amir on Joe Keyport? Uh, I don't know. I would buy a car from you. Okay. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's all you've ever learned from me? Yeah, that's all I've ever learned. Okay. I feel like I've given a lot more <laughs> to the world than uh, what you're currently portraying. I offer advice that changes people's lives. That makes it better. Rarely ever do I say something that doesn't make your life significantly better. Joe, what kind of socks are you wearing right now? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they're the ones my girlfriend bought me because she's like, you need more socks. And I was like, you're probably right. And then she gave me more socks. So like tube socks? Yeah, they're just typical kind of like calf high tube socks. Calf high? Yeah. See, I, to, I used to wear that. An- wouldn't be tube socks then. Wouldn't, aren't tube socks at least they go above your ankle? I feel like. Well, yeah, they go, I mean, I say calf high because they're mid calf. Because, like, so these are ankle high, right? Yeah. This, is what, this would be ankle high. I'm yeah. showing my socks to everybody who can see. If you're a lot, if you can see through the radio, there you go. Ankle I used high. to, because I used to wear ankle socks, but the with. Because I wear calf-high boots, it's become a point where I need to get them higher. Otherwise, my skin gets irritated by the leather. See, I've got big feet. Yeah. Um. So, like, regular ankle-high socks would be, like, towards the, you know, the bottom of my foot. Mm-hmm. So, I can't wear those. So, I wear these ones that are, like, probably... They're probably mid-calf socks, but they come up to my ankles because of my big feet. Big, probably smelly as well. Uh, hopefully, the studio doesn't reek too bad now that I got took my shoes off. But, Joe, I learned at an early age, um, and by early age, I mean like 25, when I finally had a decent amount of disposable income because I'm so rich, I went to a place that sold socks, mm-hmm. and I bought 200 pairs of the same sock. Yes. I have a full drawer, and we're talking a big dresser drawer, Yeah, of the exact same sock. Same sock. And you know what I do when all those are dirty? I buy new socks while I'm waiting for those other ones to wash. Because you can never in life have too many socks. Joe, how many pairs would you say you of socks you have, give or take? Uh, I had two packs worth. They have since disappeared. Two packs worth is not enough. No. You're an absolute fool. You're moron. You're on. You're absolute crazy. You need at least... At least six packs of socks. Minimum. And you should always have a new pair of socks, like the packaging, in the drawer with your used socks for when times get desperate. And by times being desperate, I just mean when you don't want to wash laundry. Mm -hmm. And you want extra socks. I have a brand new package of underwear. Mm -hmm. Boxer briefs, by the way. Um, Waist 4042. Yeah, I'm a big fella. Get off my back. I have a brand new one just chilling in the drawer, waiting for the moment where Joshua needs all new underwear. Because you should not have to wait to get yourself new underwear or socks, Joe. I agree. 
You need to be ready at all times with brand. And maybe I'm part of the one percenters who have the disposable income to buy extra socks and underwear and have them on standby. But it's worth the, worth the investment. According to this article, the average American will lose 756 socks in their lifetime. Based on what? I don't know. Um, the survey is on laundry habits. Um, I don't know. It says, on average, you'll do 13,000 loads of laundry in our lifetime. Throughout those loads, the average person will ruin 95 pieces of clothing. Sounds about right. And we used to, Joe, before we got my Kinetical Water Treatment System. The uh, orange smelly water is now crystal clear. And guess what? My clothes come out perfect. And they said mostly you make these issues by washing whites with darker colors or by not choosing the appropriate settings. You just wash them all in cold. Nothing happens. I don't know. I've been throwing all my clothes in the washing machine at the same time my whole life, and nothing yeah. bad has ever happened. I mean, like, any white T-shirts I have are definitely, like... Not a, completely white. ...a gray, because mm-hmm. I wash them all together, even though I do wash them all in cold. But it, whatever. I don't need bright white T-shirts. Now, Joe, I would never notice a pair of socks gone. Ever. Nope. No one does. It's usually just go, oh... I have no socks. That's and it what dw- it dwindles down. It basically turns into like I'm fine to oh where did it all go? But when I have enough pairs of socks to get me through a quarter of the year, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, Joshua, could, you said you had 200 pairs of socks, and I would respond back yes, and I go through probably two or three pairs a day. Is it because my feet are so sweaty and stinky? Possibly, but it's mostly because I put on a pair of socks in the morning, Joe, mm-hmm. and I wear them throughout the morning. And then I switched to my afternoon socks. Now wear my afternoon. No, I'm just kidding. I it's just I got my first pair of socks in the morning, and then if I go to the gym and work out, I got another pair of socks, and then you got a pair of socks for when you if you're doing anything after. So it's about three pairs of socks a day. I probably average two pairs a day, if I'm being honest. Um, just somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle. Rarely ever do I go through a full day with just the, with the same pair of socks, unless I'm doing absolutely nothing working out wise, which <laughs> with a body like this, Joe, you got to keep it in tip top shape. So I'm trying yeah. to work out every single day. And then some days like, uh, the day I went out on the ice and was doing the fire and ice plunge thing, uh, emceeing that one, I went through like four pairs of socks because I was, I double socked on the ice. And then when you double sock on the ice, then they're both kind of sweaty. And then you got to get rid of both of them and then go to another pair. And then I worked out that day and then I went to my fourth pair that day. So that's a four pair day. Now, four pair days are usually rough days, but you know, some days are good days. Who knows? I'm just saying right now. Throw away all your socks, men, and buy 200 pairs of the same socks. It's a, it's probably a three $400 investment right now, but you're investing in your future. And you're also investing what, Joe, you know that what the most valuable thing in life? What? Time. Okay. For people who want to live. Time is the most important investment you can make. And guess what? Every single morning, you won't be thinking what pair of socks you're going to wear. You won't be thinking about how you're going to wear them, how many you're going to wear them. Also, keep a couple. Of, I keep two pairs of socks in the glove box at all times and two behind the seat. That's four pairs. You see that file cabinet right there, Joe? I always keep a brand new pair of socks in there at all times, just in case. You never know when you're going to need a clean pair of socks. I hate wet socks. I hate the feeling of wet socks. So I always want to have a pair of wet socks ready at all times. And I also have the, the washing my feet method over there. You know, we got the water uh, jug thing. I sometimes will take a, a washcloth or a paper towel and I'll, I'll, I'll 
get it wet, and then I'll wipe off my feet here at work, and I'll let them dry, and then I'll put on a new pair of socks. If Like if I was shoveling or something like that in the morning, you can never treat your feet too good. You should always have 200 pairs of socks. Mm. Now, I don't know how it works for women, to be honest. I don't know how your shoes and socks work. I'm just a simple man with three simple pairs of shoes slash boots. Um, I don't really have a pair of boots. But in my, my life's just simplistic. And everybody should run their life like I run my life. Just simple. 200 pairs of socks. I think they come in packs of like 12 now. And I think they're like uh, $12 maybe. for It's like a buck a pair. So that's about 200 and some bucks for your socks. That's not, it's not a bad investment, Joe. I think you need to, I think you need to grow up as a person mm. and just get rid of all of your, your random socks because you don't need thin, you don't need dress socks, you don't need like wool socks. You just need the same exact sock 400 times, 200 pairs, and you'll be set for life. And you won't care about the 756 socks you lose in your lifetime because all you got to do is just Buy more socks whenever you're getting low, and you'll never run out of socks, and you'll be happier in life. It's time for, I'm not saying it's okay, but I understand. Those ladies love like babies love straight. Game Day Gilman, some people are absolute fools. They don't understand simple logistics when it comes to life. And you ask him a hypothetical question, you're the worst hypothetical question person to ask because you do the, well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, no no doubt. It's a hypothetical question, you moron. Moron. Like, why would you... Why, just answer the question. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Nothing in life matters. But what does matter is if you answer correctly on this one. According to a new poll... 49% of people would prefer to travel back in time, while 30% would jump forward. 21% don't know. Why would you jump forward in time? That's moronic. What To, to what, die faster? To, to get different technology? No, that's stupid. You go back to the past, you change the parts where you made mistakes, like when I got soup instead of salad, and then you just move on with your life. You know what I'm saying? Game day Gilman. You get to travel back in time and start over. What age are you going to? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, probably. Freshman year? No, not that far. Probably senior year. Ooh. Like summer of senior year. Summer of se- summer before senior year yeah. or summer after? Because yeah. you would have just. Okay, so summer before. See, you, but if you want to make a lasting change, you got to redo the all four years of high school. No, because you got to get jacked. You got to start lifting more. You no, got to get a good regiment. But see, you were lifting back then, but you didn't have the regiment that you could have. No, I did though. No, I was lift. I, no, I did in high school. I saw. I see Dude, pictures. I, I, I've seen video. You're trash. You like, haven't, but <laughs> get. Yeah, I've seen some of your huddle videos. Oh, I'm talking about it when I was lifting. Well, the, I, mean, I will say this: the one thing I never did was squats. Which really probably hurt my. Well, lifting. power cleans. Did you do some power cleans? No, I just did. Uh, oh, see, the, you didn't do uh, enough of the Olympic lifting. Leg press. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. no, nah, that doesn't even count. That's barely even a lift. Um, so you're going, you're going summer or senior year. Yep. What are you going to change? Uh, lifting and getting in shape, and just my mindset on the entire thing. On the on lifting or mindset on your entire life. 
Uh, well, geez, I guess both. But lifting just in general and just getting in shape. So here's what I'm going to throw at you real quick, though. It's going to hurt right in the stomach. But then you don't have your kids anymore. Maybe. Hopefully Grayson and Owen aren't listening right now. So that's a risk you're willing to take. I mean, your kids will be completely different. Because even if you, even if you um, have two kids with uh, your significant other, they're going to be slightly different. They're going to have different personalities. They're going to be completely different because you're completely different. You're going to raise them different. They're going to be born at different times. They might both be girls. I don't even know if I'd raise them different, to be totally honest. Raise them up. But well, I'm not saying you raise them differently. I'm just saying because you have a different mindset and because you might be at a different job, you might be doing something differently, you might have yeah, went to college, that you, there's going to be things about you that have changed. That The point is your kids will not be the same kids. I don't know. No matter what, they will not be exactly the same. They might be close-ish, but they could be completely different. And like I said, it could be girls. You might have uh, um, impregnated your significant other at a different time, different way. Who knows? Then all of a sudden, boom, well, that two girls instead of, of two boys. That wasn't part of going back. That wasn't part of going back. No, and you, you didn't give me a choice. I wouldn't go back if I had the <laughs> choice. I'll tell you right now, I'd go back 100%. No doubt in my mind. There's a lot of things I'd like to change. Um, I'd like to love myself more. <laughs> it's a joke because I very much love me. <laughs> I get scared if I would go back because... I built this strong legacy, and a lot of the stuff that happened is all chance-based. This job just happened to come up. The guy had posted, the manager at the time had posted this job, and had taken it down five minutes later because he had screwed up on it. Um, he had misposted something. And I saw it in that five-minute window, and I applied for it. Instantly got a call five minutes later um, saying, we saw your resume like, we can't believe that you would even want this opportunity. And I was like, well, it's closer to my home or whatever. And I'd really like, uh, you know, be a little bit closer to the cities and my home and Duluth and all that stuff. I kind of wanted to job right in the middle. This is a perfect location. And then they were like, well, we can only pay you so much here off the bat. Then there's no negotiation. Little did they know it was more than what I was making at the time, mm. but I had to pretend like it was, yeah, okay. I, I guess I'll accept that for now. I had to pretend like it wasn't like a, a, a pay raise. Mm-hmm. And it's all timing-based. How I met my wife was I was walking by the laundry room. She was washing clothes, and I said, uh, you, are you related to the first president? Because you're sure washing a ton. <laughs> That's how I first talked to my wife. Mm. That's the first thing I said before we eventually started going out. And she still married you. Yep. First impression also, I remember meeting her in the lunch area. I just happened to be walking from one class to another. Saw my friend sitting down. That was one of her roommates. And I said something that she did not appreciate. She walked out of the room, and I looked at her roommate, and I said, your roommate wants me. And she did. Yeah, sure enough. She didn't know it at the time. You don't have to know it. But a lot of my things in life are chance. You know what I'm saying? But I think about all the football plays that I know of now, like when the quarterback of St. Thomas – on the fourth and goal from the one, did the fake handoff keeper and roll out to the right. Now, I was on the left side end, so I had my end covered. I had everything covered up, but I knew the dummy defensive end that was playing on the other side, idiot, um, was going to crash on the dive because he always, like a moron, would crash on the dive, Miron. And instead of sticking home, he could have made the tackle, 
and all of a sudden it's still a 0-0 game, and it's a whole different scenario. I think about all those football games that could have been changed by one play. That if I know, knew the play was coming, a lot of things could have changed. Now, freshman year, lift more, work out more, all that stuff. And I've had a great life. There's really no complaints. I hope it continues. Knock on wood. But you're a moron if you're not going to be around. If you're not going to go back in time and change some things. If you have that ability to do it, you're crazy not to. And now you don't have to go back super far. If you like a lot of things, like I like my house. I like I love my wife. Like I, I like a lot of things about what the way my life's going. I'd really hate to lose my house. I'd really hate to lose this job. I'd really hate to lose my wife. But you, you can't not risk it if you get to be the first person to go back in time and change something. <laughs> you can't. No. You're doing this for mankind. And by mankind, I mean for yourself. To change things. There's a lot of things. It's a do-over. It's a free do-over. And anybody who would go to the future, pfft, no, yeah, the future is going to be great. Trust me, flying cars only 50 years away is what they said 70 years ago. Well, you haven't gotten that much better over the past 50 years in technology-wise. It's no, cooler. Really. But a lot of the technology is just to make us lazier, not, not that much cooler. Yeah, I guess playing computer games with other nerds is pretty sweet. Flying would be Flying has definitely gotten better and safer. Helicopters are pretty cool. But still... Got it. There's a lot of things you're going to go back in time. And for most parents, I'm guessing it would be to, to erase a couple of kids. But either way, I don't care. I'm not here to judge. I'm traveling back in time, though, and anybody who says differently is an absolute fool. It's time for Are You a Serial Killer? I go out walking after midnight. Joe, you want to know what's very scary? What? Numbers. Okay. I guess. A new poll, 40% of adults say they do not feel confident when using numbers in their everyday life. Oh. Is numbers scary to you, Joe? Not in the slightest. Could you do a job with numbers? Uh, yeah. I don't think you could. I mean, I currently do a job with numbers. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, doing the news involves me having to interpret various budgets and other things to report them accurately to the... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. Uh, I mean, like, accountant-wise. Could you be an accountant? No, that sounds boring. Could you go... That sounds boring, and it's not something I have no desire to do. Oh, so accountants are boring, Joe. I'm not saying they're boring. There's people who are very good at it and are very entertaining. I'm just saying it's something that sounds boring to me personally. I'm I'm glad people get excited about numbers. My mother is one of them. I don't think there's a lot of people that get excited about numbers. I don't know. When Patty talks about certain things with her aspects of her job, I'm like, you enjoy this a you lot. Don't, you don't actually listen to Patty Keeper when she's talking about work, do you? I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, son of the year. You actually care, too? For the most part. For the most part. That's it's better than I'm not going to pretend like I'm, I'm listening to every word all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not listening to most people's words all the time. Well, not all words matter. There's only somebody, I, there's only one person I know whose words always matter. Um, that thankfully I can have a control of my headphones. I can just turn them off and not have to listen. Well, I wasn't talking about me. Uh, I was talking about Margaret Miron. Okay. No, nah, I was talking about nah, that's me. What I, yeah. uh, 20% of people would avoid a, a job. That has to deal with any type of numbers. 
Uh, people are willing to learn, at least, I guess. 37% say access to online tools would help them. 25% think clear explanations would make people feel more comfortable dealing with numbers. I think for a lot of people, Excel spreadsheets are very scary. They are something that are very useful in number uh, crunching things. They're really not that hard, but some of the symbols make it hard. Yeah, I'm like super lucky. So the way we do utilities at my house, we have an Excel spreadsheet yep. that like my... Somebody old, already put the calculation yeah, in. Yeah, yeah my, my roommate's dad, old roommate's dad did it for her. And then it was just like, you just put in all of the numbers for everything we owe that week or that month, and then it'll calculate it out for how much everybody owes individually. See, so well, like I'm pulling up a spreadsheet right now. It's like the Google Doc one because yeah. it's free. I'm not going to pay for it. So. But see, here's the things that's confusing. You go to like the equation thing, which is like an, an E but square E. You know what I'm talking about? You see this thing? Mm-hmm. See this like E-looking thing? What is that? It what is that? I have no idea what, what that is. Is that a picture for functions? Is that what functions are? That I'm E thing? I'm assuming it has some sort of mathematical... Um, oh, so it's like a... it's uh, What is that? Greater... It's the greater than symbol kind of with two lines on each side of it. Or on the top and then the bottom. It just doesn't... It doesn't make sense. Then you go in here and you look at this. You see sum, which... Would be addition, right? Yes. If you add them all up. And then you see average. So it averages uh, probably a series of spaces. And then count. I think it just... I have no idea what that does. Yeah, and then max and min. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, okay, all I want to do is multiply, divide, and add. Those are the three. I, why can't you just give me those three? Mm-hmm. And just have them readily available. I don't need all these fancy words. And then you go to like the all tab, and there's like five billion things: ceiling, bit XOR, ceiling math. It says it rounds number up to the nearest multiple of factors. Huh, cool. That's super, super helpful. I can't remember the last time I'm going to need to use the char, which gets character associations with numbers. What cell gets information about a cell? Cloth. C-O-T-H is a hyperbolic contain, contangent, cotangent, there you go, go Joshua, go, of any real number. Joe, I'll give you a million dollars if you can tell me a couple of these. Like, if you could have told me, let's just grab one at random. Kovar. Kovar, Joe. What is that Kovar going to give me I for all the money in my wallet? I failed pre-calculus, so I have no idea. The covariance of a data sheet, you idiot. How do you not know what COVAR stands for on the spreadsheet? I didn't get to those numbers. And when I went to college and they're like, oh, you actually have to take a math class, even though Northwestern was like, oh, you don't actually have to take a math class because you're in radio. Um, That's why Northwestern is bad. Uh, They're like, oh, we'll just put you in remedial math with everybody else. And I was like, neat. And so then I relearned how to do algebra. And I already knew that because shout out uh, Miss Klein at Pine City High School. Now, numbers don't scare me. Of course, I'm going to screw up a number once in a while. I feel like that's pretty human. I'm not, is a dyslexic the word where you screw up numbers all the time and words? Numbers and letters, yeah. Yeah. I'm not dyslexic, but I do screw up sometimes number-wise. It happens mm. to the best of us. Um, but numbers don't scare me. It's those symbols and stuff like that that scare me. You just got to be taught what they mean and not Yeah, but even it. then you have to like remember what they mean, and there's I, a lot of symbols. Again, a lot of this is repetition, so once you're used to doing it a bunch... 
Once you do it a bunch, you'll just have it locked in. And I think that's why a lot of people are scared of numbers and occupations with numbers because they're scared of how long it's going to take them to learn yeah. and to memorize I mean, it. it's like any job. Like, if we hand someone Adobe Audition right now who has no experience or minimal experience, they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. If Ethan could figure it out, though, I feel like anybody could figure out Adobe Audition. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how to... Uh, well, the, uh, the version you use and the version I use are different. Because I was like, do you know how to set up, like, effects chains and processing and gain staging? Absolutely not. Do you know how to throw a curveball in the bottom of the ninth inning? No, but I also... Yeah, so... You don't need to. I bet I could hit home plate when I throw it in front of the twins, though. You think so? Yeah. I doubt it, man. You don't. You couldn't handle the pressure. I could handle the pressure. I just couldn't throw. <laughs> I, it's too small of a ball. Baseball, and I was a pitcher, I guess, growing up, but still. Baseball is just too small. As my hands got bigger, the baseball got smaller. It's just the truth of fact. You try to throw a, like a pea or like a marble across a room and hit something. It's not easy. It's too small of a thing with these, my, these monster hands. There's a lot of scary things in life. Numbers shouldn't be one of them. And I know if you look at both of our salaries, you won't be scared by numbers. I can promise you that much. Because <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. so, the joke was, Joe, that was so, so low mm-hmm. that like, yeah, there's, no, not, a lot, so I, there's so not a I, lot of numbers Hence there. my really uh, muted... Uh, <laughs> Joe, thanks for stopping by, my friend, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's time for... So he'll take the higher road, and I'll take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland the forty. But me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. Ethan, when was the last time you had a really good home-cooked meal that somebody... Baked and or cooked for you? Not that long ago. Who was it? I, I was just say don't ask. It. I don't remember. Okay, so didn't happen. It happened. I think because your mom cooked last week or something. I don't know. Can your mom cook? Yeah. <clears throat> no, she can't. Tina can cook. I bet. Mm, I haven't heard anything about it. You've never said, oh, my mom's home-cooked meal is so good. When she makes the homemade mac and cheese, it's delicious. No. I've never heard you say that. Your mom can't cook. It's okay. Tina's not going to come in here to 15429 Pekagamalik Road and fight me in the parking lot. I'm not scared. I'm guessing she can't cook. She can cook, but she can't cook. You know what I'm saying, game day going? There's very few people I know out there in this world that can actually cook, can legitimately cook something good. I'm sorry. You're wrong. You, you can't. If you're listening right now, chances of you being a good chef are, are pretty pretty small. My wife can bake. She's good at baking. She cannot cook. She cannot cook at all. She doesn't have the cooking talent. Can I cook game day, Gilman? You might be questioning, well, Joshua, who thinks he's great at everything, can Joshua cook? I mean, I didn't work at five years at Olive Garden in the kitchen for <laughs> for nothing. I didn't study at the finest Italian restaurants and not be able to cook to some extent. You know what I can do? That's pretty impressive game to Dil- Gilman. I uh, Dilman, that'd be a good pickle name for you. Um, I can I can toss in the pan. You know when you got the the pasta and mm. you got the the sauce in there and you're tossing the sauce in the pan and I can do the flip thing where it flips up. Like, I, I practice that, I, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm good at it, you know. 
Like I said, five years of Olive Garden uh, makes you good at cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, no, I'm not a professional chef. I don't have the talents to be a professional chef. According to a recent poll, 63% of people think they can cook as well as a professional chef. You're morons. Morons. I'm top 10 most narcissistic person of all time, game day, Gilman. Don't mean to pat myself on the back for that. But even I'm not a moron, Miran. You cannot cook like a professional chef. You can't do it. You do not have the skills. It's one of those jobs everybody's like, who can't be that hard? You take a dash of this, a sprinkle of this, a tablespoon of this, and then bam. You know, I'm going to deglaze the pan and stuff like, no. You can't do it. And I've watched, trust me, I've watched the British Baking Show just as much as any other human being has. Because you know why? My wife watches it like all the time and it's always running in the background. I don't like any of the people on the show. I don't like any of the people who cook on the show. I don't really care about the baking in itself. But have I watched every single episode? Absolutely. I didn't want to, but there, here I am. I don't think they're funny. Have you ever watched a British baking show before game day coming? I don't think so. Okay. I'll bet money Angie has. She seems like a person that would watch it. But I do not, do not, do not care for anybody on the show. But I've watched. I know how they make their stuff. I watched how they make it. Can I bake something now? No. Absolutely not. Can I put in? No, no, no. I don't even know. I don't even understand how they rise the proof doughs. I don't know how any of that works. And I've watched all these episodes. I know the crumble's too crumbly sometimes, you know. The jello really didn't set, you know. They don't have enough salt in it. And the problem is they needed it too hard. There's so many different things that can make you a professional baker and or chef. And 63% of people thinking they can do it as well? <laughs> you couldn't run a you couldn't run a local restaurant that serves like five people. You don't have the talents. You 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 don't understand what it takes to have a actual like professional chef or even be close to it. We we don't have a lot of them in the area. It's not it's it's hard. It's hard to be and you can be a good cook. There's nothing wrong with being a good cook. I eat a lot of good cooked food on a regular basis. It's delicious. But to be a professional chef? No. They asked how people would do in cooking competitions. 30% of people said they could make it somewhere mid-season. So they think they're going to make it halfway through the show. Hmm. 27% think they'd be the first to go. That is correct. There's, it's more than that. 5% are confident they could win it all. <laughs> Not only do they think they can cook as well as a professional chef, 5% of people think they could win a cooking show. How many of these people who were asked are professional chefs, though? I would assume none. Oh, there's got to be one mixed in there somewhere. Well, then they would have asked them not to take the survey because they're not going to ask professional chefs if they could be a prof- if they can cook as well yeah, as a professional chef. You know, sending out this survey, they don't no. know who's who. Oh, you could say that for every survey. Yeah, exactly. So, like when we get the ratings. You ever you've ne- probably never gotten the mail. No. I've got the Nielsen ratings before, which is how they base a lot of radio stations. We're not Nielsen ratings uh, with our market, but I got one in the mail, and I was like, I I just x the box that just says I cannot fill this survey out because I'm you know in the media, 
So I crossed it out because, you know, I'm famous. I can't. What am I going to do? If I ju- if you let me judge myself, I'm going to give myself a 10 out of 10 for good looks and talent. One thing I'm not going to give myself a 10 out of 10, professional chef. Trust me, folks, listening at home or listening in your car or listening while cooking, you're not a professional chef. You'll never be one. If anybody believes in you less, it's me. You can't do it. And when you win the cooking show, when you win the British baking show, I think you got to be British to win that, so you probably can't win it. But let's just say you do. The first thing I want to hear out of your mouth is, Joshua Miron didn't believe in me. He said I couldn't do it. Well, look at me now, Joshua, and just give the old bird to the camera. And I'll know I was wrong. But until then, I'm right, and you're not a professional chef. Game day. Thanks for stopping on by. Good luck with your mom's home cooked food, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. That's Game Day Gilman here on WCMP. It is 8.59 here for your time. Uh, we got your local news coming up here in a little bit. Something in the 9 o'clock hour. Who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see.